This week we're talking the emotional episode 3 of HBO's The Last of Us, Lil Yachty going full on Pink Floyd and psychedelic rock, comfort video games, and is the HomePod actually good? This is the DMGT Podcast. terrible it's because i've been a little sick so that's why leave me alone okay stop and me. also quick disclaimer over here if i sound terrible um totally normal day for me so that's just me <laughs> and that's your opinion of me so um yeah so that's how it'll be a little self-talk we need to work on there spencer oh uh, you and my therapist both <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Too close to home. Too close to home. Uh, you know, everyone's like, "Be nicer to yourself," and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, for sure." And we all agree on that. And and yet, it's fun. <laughs> Some someone who li- I, I know, there's a couple of you that listen regularly. Like, I feel like we do this once a month. Like once a month, one of these episodes. Is like, Spencer, we got to fr- fr- work on the uh, self talk. Maybe maybe it's less frequent. Just cause oh I no, I mean, yeah, well, I you know, I'm on a different. SSRI now, so that could be why it's coming up a little less frequently. Um, because that okay. kicked in the last couple of weeks, that's, uh, all right, which has nice. been wonderful. Um, Zoloft Nation, baby. <laughs> I'm off the Kanye West drug and I'm on the other one. <laughs> we love big pharma here. Baby. Oh, yeah. I was talking to someone, <laughs> I was talking to someone yesterday and they were like, Yeah, I don't really. You know, I try not to take too much medicine, and I just go, I love medicine. Medicine is dope. Uh, and this wasn't like vaccine talk or anything. It was just like someone who's like, yeah, I, I, you know, I prefer to like not constantly have medicine. And I was like, no, I get that. And people that say that are usually like, you know, healthy and fit and stuff. And I'm like, listen, my knee hurts when I sit down, so I got to be taking some acetaminophen. You know, that's just how that's how it's going to be. I'm I'm a I'm an ibu, ibuprofen boy over here. I hey, I love the IB as well. I you know the, I think the acida is technically better for inflammation, right? So, no idea. Sometimes I, I take them both. You know, like you just toss them back, man. I like the, the IBs because I can keep drinking if I if I take acidas and I gotta like yeah, yeah drink yeah. that day. Yeah, don't don't acida for a hangover. Not gonna help that much. Oh no, it's, uh, it's gonna make it worse actually. Get, Your yeah, liver get, will hate you. Get that dang prof. Get the prof. Um, so yeah, so Danny, this week, this is the DMGT podcast. This is the DMGT podcast, and it was also this last week and next week, probably the same title. Probably, um, hope you enjoyed us having someone else talk. Yeah, that was fun. That was on fun the podcast. last podcast. We had, I mean, we all had, we had a good time. We had a good time. We had, uh, you know, shouts out, uh, because you know, we got new a new friend now, and and that's really what this is all about is what it's all about um is having friends <laughs> on social media uh danny you're a host and i'm a host so now we've done the intro nice uh perfectly as i would say oh man um, what are we talking about today danny today we are talking about a lot of stuff episode three of the last of us oh my god we're gonna get into that a little bit full what on a, what a spoiler beautiful. spoiler warning Spoiler every warning, just until the show's over. Yes, we'll spoil come the back, game. Come back. Spoil the TV show. <laughs> we'll do it after we say the disclaimer. Mm-hmm. It might even be before. This is a broad spoiler alert. I'll put I'll put timers somewhere in there. Whatever. But God, what an episode! 
uh palette cleanser games we're talking the new Lil yachty album which yeah. i was hyping up real real strong over the weekend um homepod 2 getting some insane reviews like actually bonkers reviews yeah and then some playstation stuff i got the uh uh the the dual sense edge the, the pro controller um, and some news on PSVR 2 because it looks like uh, yeah. Trouble in Paradise potentially. Or not really, just like changing the projections. And also, we might not get to those last two. I also, don't know. we might not. I don't know. So those can be we'll next see. week. We'll they see, guys. Be. They could be. Um, so, Danny, uh, as I teased last week when we were all chatting, I think it was on right. Mike, uh, from the, the 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 preview screening episodes that they sent to critics because yes for most tv shows they're going to give you about 30 percent of the season somewhere around there so for last of us they gave the first three episodes to reviewers and i was trying to stay pretty far away from those early reactions because they mm-hmm. can be pretty wild but they're also hard to not see because a lot of them have like you can't fucking spoil anything so yeah. basically in a lot of the things i was seeing it was just like Episode three is one of the best episodes of TV. Period. And and this is from like because there's the the interesting thing that The Last of Us has done and HBO specifically has done and I think really smartly is they've balanced um, people that they know are fans of the game and game game coverers. Hence why I got like the HBO stuff, but also like combining that with like traditional like. Here's your people that are just always talking about TV and movies. And I think that's that was like a cool thing that HBO did for this yep. show. But seeing that the reaction was on both that type of reaction was on both side is what got me excited for this episode. Yes. Yeah. And so to set the stage a little bit, you know, of the episode, this was this would be probably one of the larger departures slash expansions of a very small moment of the original game correct uh with these two characters bill and frank where you get i think it's one line of dialogue in the game where they're like oh who was that because in the in the game frank is hung yep um and found by and bitten like all terrible stuff yep and basically all you get of the depth of their relationship is bill looking just truly ashen and just says he was my partner yep and at that point in the game in the world that character you don't necessarily know what partner means there like i think it was a a interestingly ambiguous um i'm someone who says partner for christine my wife and i've all and like basically we've always said partner um so to me i think it's kind of cool because i like the lexicon of partner just generally yeah, it's a more yeah. inclusive thing, and I, I like using it because it feels like more grown up than saying, this is my boyfriend, this is mm-hmm. my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, this is my partner, this is who I'm like walking through life with right now. Yeah. And I, yeah. So they like take this little nugget, and they're just like, let's, let's just make like Spencer cry for like 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and effectively, most of the internet, it, it yeah. looks like. Yeah. Um, it, it, it this was a cool direction that they took because you also got like the the letter that um that Frank left basically effectively the suicide note yeah um, which is like yeah screw you and then goodbye but it was like 
it translated very much into like, oh, they broke up for sure. They broke up. They had a falling out or, or anything. Because he also mentions like, oh, only someone like him would wear a stupid shirt like that. I was like, oh, that's not a business partner. Like, that's yeah. they're read between the lines here, folks. Um, and then Ellie in the truck with the uh, the the gay porno mag uh, that that, <laughs> that she finds in the tr- uh, and they're talking about, which was a funny moment. I think yeah. we, we we may still get. Um, we'll see. Um, so all of that is established, but it's a little bit more of a the, the way that the game handles it is uh, I've I've likened it akin to because again I play this game I've played this game like literally ten times. Um, it's more of a mechanism to get you as a gamer familiar with um, the infected and the different uh, types of infected with the clickers and the runners um, in like a map survival area on top of like being introduced to the bloater for the first time, which was like mm. your first major boss fight um, in the oh, game. Oh God, that's such a fucking intense moment it's of gaming. It's so intense. Well, wh- so you're like, just like, wait a second, I already <laughs> struggled to kill these things and now there's one that like is going to eat all of my resource? Yeah. <laughs> And just like just throwing like grenades of spores at you, it's such yeah. an intense. Moment. That's where it, it is the bloater like breaking through walls and shit, and it's like yeah, a pretty like, incl- okay. Yes. Yeah, no, that's a terrifying fight. <laughs> uh, that fight so is spooky. so spooky. It's so spooky because you're like, uh, oh, I can go through this little wall, and it's like boom, Kool Aid Man. So you're coming off of the adrenaline of that in the game, and then you have like a pretty brief moment where they introduce you to Frank, like you mentioned. Um, but it's it's a pretty it's a it's a sadder take on it. It's like an alternate timeline take on that one because in that one you you get through Bill's town and he's like, all right, get the hell out of here. Joel's like, hey, real quick, sorry about your 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 buddy or 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 your person back there. And Frank just doesn't or Bill doesn't acknowledge it. But it's almost like serves as a um, like this is what could happen to um, to Joel in some capacities. Like yeah. uh, this very gruff isolated um a potential path now that tess has died because at this point tess has also died in the game yes um and at potential point like ooh, this this could be like almost like a warning to to the character and the players like this is what joel could potentially become whereas like just not sad in the sense of like oh my god poor bill but it's more like a just completely closed off and isolated yeah and you get that for like the first, I don't know, what, 10 minutes of the episode yep. when you, you just get, get Bill? It's and great. then they hook you with the curveball. And I was bawling for like the last, like from the strawberries to to this is my last day. I was like, oh, like just right now I'm welling up a little bit. It's, it was so beautifully done. Yeah. And it serves the thing that the thing to me that, that sticks out to me the most. It was so beautifully done. But it also absolutely serves the theme of this show and this story. Yeah. It's yeah. a very good pair. Like, not in a romantic sense, right? Because Joel and Ellie is more, is more of a parent-child. But still, the core of that is, like, love prevails in this horrible, horrible world. Yeah. And, and I think, like, the just ambitiousness of the approach to telling a story that the Man. game didn't tell yes. as fully or even overtly and saying, yeah, so this is our second longest episode so far. And mm-hmm. um, the main characters are bookending it a little bit, but otherwise this is a, you know, an up style yeah. relationship mm-hmm. montage mm-hmm. Uh, 
but we have longer in each moment than the up montage. And I know yep. everybody that likes up cries on that. Oh, yeah. So it's like basically taking that <laughs> foreign factor where it's like, oh, you can like show many years of a relationship in not that much time as yeah. long as those moments are either important or even not important, right? right. Like, Well, um, yeah, you got to have like sometimes the monotony of things mm-hmm, is like what mm-hmm. makes it cool. And then you're like, yeah. And then like obviously in any show like this, like one of them may making it. Or both of them may making it. I think it's like the turn because Bill is alive through the whole first Last of Us, right? Is that well? He he, he we leave him, but then we just don't, we never no. hear from him. Yeah, yeah. We don't like, know ever again. Yeah. The Wikipedia says canonically he is technically, technically alive because right. you don't see him die. Um, and then you just get this beautiful story of love and making it through together and. Yeah and being there for each other and opening your world up because of wanting to bring the other person joy. Yeah. Um, and the, one of the craziest things about this whole episode, Nick Offerman, last second replacement. I did not know that. He was, what? they were pretty far into the prep of this episode and all that initial actor dropped out for some reason or had to be, didn't make it into, the show right and wow. so nick offerman comes in pretty late in the game and then that's what he gives us and this was i think Incredible. this is the thing that people don't know enough about nick offerman highly recommend reading uh paddle your own canoe um his first kind of autobiography um slash book of tales of his life um it's really interesting because i think like you know, of the people in the world of celebrity who are masculine uh, presenting, he is very much so much more than that as a person. And you learn a lot about just how open and loving this guy is for a guy who's made like his career on playing like gruff. Right. Right. Basically gruff survivalists. Yeah. (laughs) Like like, basically of those roles. Alternate version of this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, but you actually when you uh, when you read that book, he actually spent most of his time. He just thought he was going to be a theater actor that occasionally gets bit parts on TV shows. And he was like, well, hey, couple stuff, things lined up. I'm married to Megan Mullally. Uh, so, mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to keep doing the things I love. And, you know, like we got you know that this is already an amazing life and then he starts getting into tv and film much much more parks and rec obviously the big one um and then this this show but he's a theater actor i didn't know that that's cool yeah and and like did if i'm i think i'm remembering right did weird theater like like very interesting approaches like playing with a lot of different forms and stuff but holy shit, both of their performances. <laughs> oh yeah, Murray Bar- Bartlett as well are incredible. But the amount of information you get from Bill without him oh, speaking, man. and we were talking about this with Pedro Pascal yep. in yep. the yes. first episode, yes. where it's like, you know, like the beauty of television and film, and the thing that honestly you can't necessarily recreate in theater. And this is like something that I was taught when i went to school for theater was is like 
the reason that so many more people enjoy film and TV than going to a live theater is because film and TV, you can see everything and you hear yeah. everything that you want yeah. to hear. And you get to be told exactly what matters in every moment because it's a painting, right? Every, yeah. you know, that old YouTube channel that no longer exists. Every frame is a painting, right? It's mm-hmm. all done on purpose, right? And in theater, and, and that allows you subtlety. Like if you're talking a one to 10 right. scale of sh- presenting what's going on internally, film and TV is like a one, two, maybe it gets to a four or five with big performances like a right. Pacino and a, right. and a Nicolas Cage and, and just moments of, of, of largeness. And then in theater, you basically can't go below like a five. Right, right. You have right? to be much more animated just by the nature of the medium. Exactly. And like uh, things are a little, you know, they're blocked, but there's going to be some a little bit of variance. You're actually, there's a little more need to react. But I think taking those things like and being able to get to communicate those emotions on broader scales in theater and then the condensing that is done to make it film. Uh, it's a very, very hard skill for a theater actor to be able to figure out how to make that condensing yeah. not become dull or losing its, uh, losing its intensity. But, I mean, there's just like the moment where like a hand touches a hand. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, so mm-hmm. that meant like the most ever, ever for the, these people. Yep. And like... Yep. Uh, yeah, it's just it was, uh, and the reason I'm kind of going on Nick Offerman's performance is because he no, was no, please. low prepped, all considered. Yeah, um, that's <laughs> incredible. That's yeah. that just adds that completely adds to the uh, the legend of this performance that as it will become. I'm sure. Um, I, yeah, I was completely blown blown away. Like. I, I knew I knew going into the episode just because like we had seen some of that stuff that you just mentioned like some of the early impressions that uh, folks were were putting out there in the Twitterverse um, was was that that this is the biggest deviation from the source material that we're gonna get basically all season um, and like Neil Druckmann confirmed that so did Craig that are like yeah this is the one episode that like we took the biggest like just we just changed it yeah because it was better. And wholeheartedly agree, it was better. Did I miss like some of the banter that you get from with Joel and Ellie? I've been screaming at <laughs> TikTok about this all day, basically. Um, mm. Like, yeah, I absolutely missed that banter a little bit, and like, I think that's okay if if people that who love the game miss that. But I'm like, you you see that the way that this episode was handled, and how can you just how can you not just like appreciate what we got because it was so well done. The uh, for a second, for a whole second, I thought the the curveball was like, oh, they kill Bill here. And by the time Joel arrives, it's just Frank. And I'd be like, that, that'd be an intense twist. Um, and then they said, no, actually, by the time like they get, they get us to like present day, basically, the additional 10 years. And it's like, oh, they're like old now. Like, yeah, like old. And that's when I, that's when I knew it was like, oh, this is this is the end of the line. This is the end of the line, I think. Um, and just like the way that they, it, there, there are so many layers to this episode that I think you, I think you could, we can spend hours talking about this, but like 
I saw one reaction that that I like I resonated with, um, especially as like you know as someone who who appreciates like uh, representation to, based on like your whatever difference um, historically uh, marginalized uh, identity, um, and and someone was like, this was just a love story. It didn't like hit you over the head with like the struggles of being gay and the struggles of like coming out and like all the bad shit that happens to you for being a marginalized person it was just like nope these two characters happen to be gay and this is just a love story and they just live their lives and i think that's also like a cool thing to to celebrate a little bit and like the moment that they were allowed to have um because you you throw in the fact that like this is 2003 no state legalized gay marriage in in the u.s until 2004 technically vermont being the first one so they were in the right area and then they're on their final day they get married yeah that was too oh. much uh it was so intense oh. um it was so <laughs> intense oh my God. Uh, i think the reason so initially uh con o'neill was cast and he was from ah. Chernobyl, and he's been in stuff but i think he must have had to drop out because of Our Flag Means Death was filming, and he has, like, the main role in that show. Oh, I see. Um, and this was, like, a one-off show, so maybe it just didn't... Because he was initially cast and then uh, no longer uh, cast. So it was still pretty quick, but it's not like Nick Offerman was replaced, like, the day before or nothing. But um, I think the the thing... So I went right to the Reddit thread to see what was going to happen. Mm to the discourse right yeah and i haven't checked it today but as i was reading it uh after the 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 showing or i watched it rather uh one of the comments that was really high up there right after like you know the second it ended was uh someone just being like hey i'm a gay man and this is one of the first times i can really say this was done in a way that felt like a real life relationship in a tv show like this like i'm not saying it's the first one ever but they're like yeah i've never seen myself represented in a post-apocalyptic zombie show really ever yeah 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 Um, and and also i rarely ever see in a mainstream tv show right right this amount of tenderness with a gay relationship um and it was just really awesome to see and i can't stop crying is i think what like the comment (laughs) just was um yeah and as i'm watching it crying kind of just tears streaming down couldn't stop them uh yep yep i was like all right well gotta add this to the list of things that make spencer cry the most in media (laughs) so number one oh man uh continues to be gleason the (laughs) documentary about the uh gleason the Saints player with ALS um, who saved their Super Bowl run. Um, like the saddest thing I've ever fucking oof, seen. Oof. Uh, that one I cried for like literally sobbing for like the whole, for two thirds of the fucking movie. It's the, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a beautiful oh, movie. Oh man. Um, and then uh, of course, uh, About Time. That one's a big one for me. And then this one's like right up there with those. Like it's beautiful um, in the humanity that it shows. and. Man, when it really comes down to it, it's like, it's funny because, yeah, it's a post-apocalypse. Gay marriage wasn't legalized in, like, the the world at that time. Right. Or the world of the show, I guess. Um, and the reality. 
in the U.S. And then it's like, yeah, none of this shit fucking matters. Right, 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 right. Like, right. God, man. <laughs> it's like, none of this shit fucking matters. People are people are people are people. Yeah, and man. Yeah, like, fuck everything that's going on with everything LGBTQIA related right now, like, around the world. Like, they're... Ugh, yuck. 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 I'm not going to get into it. I'll go too hard. Yes. Yes. Good. But just like generally like, fuck you, Florida. <laughs> Agreed. Strong agree. Strong agree. It, it was, it's uh, such a good episode. It's true. Like they're going to win Emmys for this one. Nick Offerman's for sure going to, like he, he has to. No, I have to. There, a frustrating thing is like the politics of the Emmys is they're going to both be in the same category and it's very rare to take two spots of, you know what I mean? Like to have two people in a category, usually it splits the votes enough yeah. where neither wins. But I don't know because this is such a weird one where it, I would assume it's going to be uh, for like uh, a guest appearance in, in a, a limited series. Limited series. Like yeah. But they don't have like a guest appearance slash, but they're the main character this episode slot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or maybe supporting, I don't know. We'll it, see. We'll it's see. It's going to, I don't know what they're, yeah, it's going to be. They, they got to find a way. They got to find a way because this was so well done. And like, if I, like, I, some of the few detracting things I've seen was like, it didn't serve the, the plot. First of all, this is TV, baby. Okay. This is what television is about. Not everything has to move everything at a hundred you know miles an hour and but it, also that's wrong because it absolutely yeah. does like and, once uh, we see this in like i don't understand how anyone could love this game and not understand how this doesn't move how do the, how the do people along. like that watch like any movie know, that I isn't know. just a pure blockbuster because it's like oh have you seen banshees of inna sharon so good also so good yeah not a not a ton of plot in that you know what I mean? Like, but it's just a story. It's a story. It, these these are all just stories. Everything's a story, and like yeah. this was just that, like in its rawest form. And we, we effectively got a short film yeah. in the middle of this season. So cool. Like this is the way that adapting video games needs to take. You know, we hope the right lessons are taken from it. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like the thing about video games is every video game that is telling a story cuts 12 million parts of the story out yep. mm -hmm. to streamline the experience or they can't actually recreate it in right. the medium you know not often are things written i'm only writing a video game and i'm just not gonna let myself think about anything that isn't a video game because right. you right. need all of that shit you have to yeah to whittle down to the experience that you do deliver right and so those there's all sorts of ways in different games other games that you could build out these types of moments because everyone in the last of us and games of that caliber like thinking yeah. like red dead redemption right 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 thinking like, like red let's dead, say they do yeah, yeah, yeah. a deadwood fucking red dead redemption type thing well there's a jillion people you could just grab and highlight for seasons if yeah. you wanted to yes. Yes. you know what i mean like yes uh and and i i really hope that's like the way that people go and hey get this original actor of bill was in elden ring voice of mog oh that's cool as hell why not that's cool as hell Just what saw a that right nice there. little full circle thing yeah i love yeah. that that's so, dope as hell uh, so. it's uh, i mean I'll, I'll say last thing like to to kind of 
further your point. Like Neil Druckmann, one of the interviews before the uh, the the premiere was like he he said we went back to so, or they went back to some of the concept art that they had for the game originally. And like mm-hmm. some of the concept art was like Joel and Ellie sitting at a campfire and him saying like, this was one of those things where it's like as a moment and for, for like a purely from a story standpoint, like maybe there's something here that we could like pull from. Yeah. But in the game, there really wasn't anywhere to put it in because it's such a downbeat thing in like a, you know, zombie stealth shooty boy that we're trying to build for a video game. But in TV, it's a little bit different. Stories are TVs and episodes and stories are more about the dialogue and the interactions that you have um, to build a compelling narrative. And then you have your action sequences to sort of enhance that. Um, this, this to me is like, this is what he was talking about. I think mm-hmm. this is, was exactly what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a really cool part of like, you know, collaborating in creation in this way, like especially yeah. with something like The Last of Us where... I mean, haven't they said something like, oh, yeah, there's like there was like 500 pages of shit we just couldn't do or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, just like insane amounts, of, like an insane yeah. amount of stuff. But yeah, moments like right, like uh, it's literally a form of theater. It's called moment work um, devising where basically people just think of cool shit around the theme of the thing you're trying to do. See, you put yeah. them all up on a board and you go, that's really the coolest, most beautiful thing I've ever seen. But now that we've figured out where the story is. It doesn't work, so we can't mm-hmm. have it. Mm-hmm. But we should try to take an element from it and find somewhere to do something with yep. it. But it can't be this thing that it was, even if it was ama- the right. m- coolest thing you've ever seen. Right, right. Because um, like something like this, like in in you know in in return, like doesn't work in the game. Mm-mm. But it's still, yeah, yeah. it like the themes are there for for the game, like for everything. But it just doesn't work in the game. It worked perfectly for TV though. So, uh, man. I'm so I'm just like one so happy that my favorite thing ever is like doing actually really well right? on, yeah. on TV. Like that's that's so satisfying. But also I'm ready for the rest of the season, man. Like or not ready, like emotionally, like knowing what we know, like Sam and Henry is like coming up right next. Yeah. And that's like and such that was... a different turn. <laughs> yeah. I think they have to hold on to some of the brutality. They have to. We talked about it a little bit last I week. think they're going they to. They have to. Um, just because I think it'll amplify moments like episode three. And I still believe my prediction, there is going to be a long one in the hospital oh, is man. going to happen because there was a one in this one that was a pretty subtle minute and it a was. half. It was uh, uh, the Frank when he wakes up, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yep. uh-huh. And I was, like, I was like, oh, shit, was I wrong about the timing of the one? Or is this going to be like a whole <laughs> big, long, they shoot and kill everybody together? Um, so it's, it's definitely so, happening. It's going to so, happen. Man, see, that, that, and like for anyone that's like, well, okay, we, I want some action. Like, they did that. They know. They know what they're doing. So, like, when they're the establishing the form, mm-hmm, action mm-hmm. equals long, un- interrupted take oh man also they did that so well so like now yep. with the action sequences coming up i'm like i'm ready i'm ready mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. spencer what what do you do to cleanse your palate after yeah. this one was like a happy cry happy devast not happy so much but it was just more like a it was a devastating type thing what do you play we're talking palate cleansers yeah yeah um because i definitely needed a palate cleanser after 
this and also like just you know i was thinking about all the games that we really played last year uh were pretty hard like we've been playing a lot of like tough games (laughs) yes uh consuming games and and uh you know i was kind of you know as my playstation broke and then i got it fixed i had like three weeks of really not playing much um except for getting into vampire survivors which is definitely (laughs) part of my palate cleanse yeah but lately um and i just finished it finished is a weird way to put it because it's never finished but i just completed the main story of no man's sky ah. um, and it's a game that i have had purchased for years i've played it for 10 or 15 hours on psvr1 um, when i got that and basically like i remember i put it down only because i was like uh-oh this is going to maybe eat my entire life up. Mm, mm-hmm, uh, Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I'm really vibing with it. So I need to put it down. I don't know if I can commit, but ah. I didn't really, you know, have anything. And uh, I've been kind of sporadic with my schedule um, lately. So I booted it up, started it fresh. Cause I don't even think it wasn't on a PS. So I, yeah, I probably had a save on the cloud, but I didn't use it and, and just started exploring and, Man, what a palate cleanser of a game. Yeah, yeah. That's a good uh, one. You just, if you want, you don't have you don't have to do any of the things that it says. You if you explore. don't want to. You could literally just explore. You could stay on one planet for 12 hours if you, you know, of gameplay. Or you can go to 12 different uh, <laughs> galaxies in that same time. Or you can go to 100. Or you can just look for a specific thing that you you know eventually you'll find something and uh it's really fun just vibing and i've been really into sci-fi lately um like the last like couple months have been more sci-fi than fantasy for me because of uh just like ending the earth lord of the rings and all that or rings of power right right. um but yeah have you played no man's sky that much like i have um no no i think i downloaded it once on my computer but this was shortly after launch, and it was like just not playing well, and the reviews were like, "eh." Um, but I want to like like it's been a few years since it's been like it. You know, they turned it around. They really have turned this game around, like yeah. impressively. Um, I'm truly like the this this is one of the biggest games I want to play in VR. Absolutely. Um, so. This this is base this is effectively my my PSVR two game. It that, I think it's it's going to be a great one to to do with with VR because it was even we're talking three four years ago I was playing yeah. it on VR and it was like right after they had put it out to VR like mm. so just the amount of additional content and optimization and making the game better. Um, really great like a cool lonely story you're it's very it's like all dialogue it's not uh sorry uh text scroll oh, it's, it's text not scroll. not yeah. talked um except like little you know beeps and bloops sound effects um, yeah yeah but it's like a it's honestly like i mean it's a pretty basic type of story about what is reality and time and place and all of these things uh you know not breaking new ground about anything but well done and um i think the thing that makes it a palate cleanser for me is 
it's very repetitious. Ah, and, and, yeah, yeah. And for me, oftentimes my palate cleanser games are repetition, not expansion, I guess. Is, yes, uh, like, I see uh, what you're saying. So like No Man's Sky, basically every mission is go here, look around, get the thing, upgrade the stuff, go there, do it again. Um, And I just was absolutely vibing with it. And then sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to go into this asteroid field and I'm just going <laughs> to mine for gold and silver for 30 minutes. I don't yes. know why, but it, that is a satisfying sound effect. Hell yes. You know? um, and then same thing, another palate cleanser, Vampire Survivors. Same thing. You barely have to play the game. Yeah, once you get past like the 10 minute mark, you, yeah, it's playing itself almost. Yeah, and it's for some reason <laughs> awesome. It's so satisfying. It's Love very it. satisfying. It's, Love it. It's a great, great yeah. recommendation. So there, that's, those are my palate cleansers right now and um also like lawnmower simulator because like i would say oh, no yeah. man's sky is Classic. a lot like lawnmower simulator <laughs> you're just cruising um, and games like that like i uh occasionally like um just a, a walking simulator type game i like those like gone home those little five to six hour experiences yeah, yeah. firewatch is a great palate cleanser game um things things like that i'm always drawn to after doing something big yeah that that makes sense i i uh, usually go my de facto one is is always like some pokemon game whatever pokemon game i either just didn't pick back up because there was too many other like really good things to get going or it's just like you know what uh it's this one's like just super easy kind of like not really a ton going on you can't so like some of the newer ones you can you can actually get competitive with um, with like how you build out your starters and your Pokemon and, and their movesets and all that. But you could also just like not and yeah. just like just cruise. And I, that's partly why I love Pokemon so much um, is because I can do that and it does serve as my palate cleanser. And uh, even though I have usually I have a lot of like criticisms of like, come on, progress the game medium and the mechanics and everything. Um, Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, whatever. Even if it's like a two out of five, I don't care. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get back to this now. It's easy. I can play in bed because I'm like on my switch or something and I'll like just chill out to that um, or either that or Minecraft. Yeah. I still will spin up a, a Minecraft world. I don't know. I say like once a year, I'll play it for like a week and then like drop it. And then yeah. next year I'll start all over again. Yeah. But but it's like a really like sometimes just like exactly what you're saying, the 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 repetition of it of like. Knock down this tree. Mm-hmm. Let's build a little wooden house. Let's go mining for shit. Let's just go walk around and look at the biomes and like listen to the music because it's also like very relaxing in that sense. Um, while while not getting like as uh, complex and as um, tasky as like uh, what what's the what's the the farm? Damn the farm. Uh, animal the Crossing. No, not Animal Crossing. Um, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Yes, I don't know why I was forgetting. Which I love, but definitely a lot more. You know, task management. And yeah, oriented. a lot of systems and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like uh, one thing that I really appreciated about jumping into No Man's Sky was I was specifically like thinking about ah, I kind of need a palate cleanser because there's nothing that I need like really need to play right now. Um, because I wasn't gonna forsaken forspoken whatever uh i wasn't gonna get that because i was like everyone's like it's a mess but sometimes it's okay and i'm like not interested hate those games no um except 
of course, the other zombie game. What is that? Uh, Days Gone. Days Gone. I love Days Gone. And I know everybody <laughs> has like almost the same exact opinion of Days Gone as Forspoken. But sometimes I, they hit. Sometimes they I hit. I like, love Days Gone. Sometimes they hit uh, for different people. I, I, get I it. really love that game. Like it's 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 in my like top 25 probably. That's like, crazy. That's it's, crazy. It's really wild. I don't know why, but something, it hit me. I like, downloaded it. I played it for like two hours. Like I, I, know. I can't do That's this. That's everyone's opinion of it. That's everyone's <laughs> opinion of it. I don't know why I like it so much. Like because everyone, and I agree. <laughs> agree with most of it it hit, that people it hit for you it hit but, for you but that's like with, okay with no man's sky the thing i really loved is uh when you start a new new one now they have like very customizable difficulty settings oh, um cool. and so i was like oh i don't want this to be like i'm constantly being like i have to go fucking here to get that so i was like all right resources in all planets abundant how much you get from mining more uh like basically just like tuning it so it, yeah. it could be the experience that i wanted at the time yep um and that's cool because if you ever wanted to go back and be like let's see what this is like if it's more intense you can yeah. do that yeah yeah like i kept the combat and damage normal but like just some of the stuff where like the constant anxiety of my first time playing it of like yeah. oh wait i constantly have to watch my shields and figure out what i need for that and this and that uh man i don't have enough inventory like it can be a stressful game yeah yeah in that way um but then yeah it was, it was real real fun what other palette cleansers do you have danny uh this is gonna sound crazy but skyrim is also another one that that i really enjoy i think it's a great one i skip all the um when when i'm palette cleansing specifically i skip all like the intense missions and then side quests and i just go straight like homesteading uh route i go directly for like ooh, i gotta go to this town so i can start like buying my plot of land and then i can start like resource mining resources so like what if i set it up the house like this this time so like that 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 part of it's really cool um and then i'll do like uh blacksmithing builds so i'm like okay i'm just mm -hmm. building like you know daggers and weapons and armor and stuff that like i'm not even using honestly like i would like walk around like this one looks cool. I'm going to switch it up now. I'm going to do something else completely unrelated to like min-maxing my build or anything like that. Yeah. Um, which I will do. Like, I'll, like every now and then I'll be like, nah, I want to play Skyrim again. And I'll like do it. It's, Skyrim is, the, is one game that I don't understand why I keep going back to it so much because it's the gameplay is dated. Um, the open world is fine, but like other games have done it better now at this yeah. point. Um, it, but it just it's it's still one that i keep going back to all the time also the music is like the music in skyrim is like top 10 for me and it's great ever. it's it's, great it's really good a really good score yeah um and i just like that world i definitely lean more fantasy i think than you do uh on the on the sci-fi uh scale and like yeah just like preference um and i think that hits like my semi-peak uh, the Dragon Quest series is another one that I get into, but um, they're so long, so I can't really use them as like a palate cleanse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think like a little bit of a fantasy palate cleanse works well. Like I'll, I'll usually, well, yeah, once a year I'll probably do like the Dungeons and Dragons MMORPG. Oh wow! Um, for a little bit, like, like just usually it's like for a couple weeks, and then I just abandon it and never go back to that character. So I'm really just like punching worms and shit like yeah. and just walking around and being like what am i supposed to do i don't even <laughs> care uh let's go over here um like yeah it's a i think it's an interesting part of 
that like gamers understand, but it's one of those things that's sometimes tough to explain to non-gamers. Yeah. Um, it's really where you get into those conversations about the value of time spent playing games. Um, because, you know, you, if you were watching me play No Man's Sky, you know, and I played it a lot in the last, like I was staying up late because it's one of those games where time just goes away. Like, because yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, well, I just have to do one more thing. But that one more thing is travel to a new planet, find a new thing, mine this amount of stuff, go back to another place, uh, talk to this person, give them a gift. And it's like, oh, that was like an hour, even though it felt like it was 10 minutes. Right, um, right. But like explaining or <laughs> watching someone play a game like that for a total non-gamer, sometimes, you know, it's when those conversations are like, wait, you stayed up until... 4.30 a.m. on a Thursday <laughs> when you have yeah. to, like, go into the office the next day. Yep. And, like, yep. you just explained to me that, like, it was really just because you wanted to build a base. And that... Yes. Yes. And you're <laughs> like, well, yeah. Well, well, first I had to, like, mine a cave because I wanted it to be part cave, part not cave. Yeah, and that's yeah. gonna take a whole hell of a long time. You know how much it takes to move dirt. You you know oh you know what I what what's one that I totally forgot that's also definitely in my uh, palate cleanse rotation. Civilization, one of the oh, civilization yeah. games. That's definitely one where like if Lily sees that I have it spun up, she's like, "Shit, it's, yep. you're gonna be up like until four a.m. every night this yep. week, aren't you?" I'm like, "Yes." And also, it's like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, everything chill. I'm like, I'm just, I'm stealing my time back. Damn it. Yeah, it's like, well, is everything chill? I don't know, but uh, this is helping yeah. whatever is going on. Yes, whatever. Chill it is, or unchill. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a. Uh, I mean, when we were all get when we all got really into Lawnmower Simulator for a bit, that was fun. That like was every fun. everyone in my life was confused, but I was like, listen, sometimes <laughs> this is the best part of gaming is this these times like. The monotony of it sometimes is great. Yeah. Just to uh, like slow down a little bit. It, we it, all, it's awesome. we, hey, everybody needs <laughs> a way to slow down at this point, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Spencer. Yeah. Have you listened to this Yachty album? I have. Only once. But Only I have. once. Okay. Only once. All right. Uh, <laughs> man. Uh, I was like trying to explain a little Yachty to Christine because um, she like knows him a little bit because like uh, some songs that I like playing a lot in the summer like uh, feature little Yachty like I Spy. Mm. I fucking love I Spy. I by Spy. Kyle. Yep. Such a good song. Little Yachty. So cool in it. Um, and, and she was like, well, like how famous is little Yachty? And I was like, well, OK, so he's kind of like not the beginning of this style of kind of mumbly rap mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. a relatively often positive message and maybe not the traditional content in lyrics that you might hear. So he's like, he's not the, I was like, so he didn't start that, but he definitely popped he, early on in it. Yeah. He was in the early, he was part of the early wave for sure. And then I was like, and then I was like, you know, the old town road, uh, guy um uh Lil Nas, X. Um, Lil Nas X so I was like so you know how he's like real fun and like pretty open and free it's like yep. so like Lil Yachty's kind of like that too 
Um, and I was like, so I guess, I mean, he's like very famous, but you just don't listen to that music. Right. And then right. I was like, but his output, you wouldn't say is like the building of a classic discography or anything. No, no. Like a lot right, of it, right. you know, I would, they're like EPs, mixtapes, uh, some full length projects, but like the whole thing about this genre of rap is it is almost built for pushing content yes out and like nothing's too important uh it's just streams of music coming out for you right to listen right. to and then i was like and then he just made a pink floyd album yes <laughs> which is like what hold on what yeah like pretty shocking turn I saw, I saw, yeah, insane term. I and saw like, a very low success rate when rappers go rock. Remember Lil Wayne has a rock album? Yeah. Oh, don't, don't remind me. Like there's um, those and then there's, you know, obviously like Redbone. Um, right, right. Like it can uh, work. It can work, but not, not often does it. Uh, I saw a tweet on Thursday night um, by, uh, from uh, Hip Hop by the Numbers and they said something about the great gig in the sky and this little Yachty album. And I was like, whoa, that's, that's, that's interesting. Two different, like very different types of music to put, say in one tweet. So I'm like, all right, new album. I'm not going to read anything further. And then immediately the first song is like, oh, this is literally the great gig in the sky. Yeah. And I loved it. It was, it's such a cool, like this one felt, this one feels like, a departure, obviously, like musically, it's a huge departure for uh, from Lil Yachty, but it's also like, are some of these these uh, these rappers like doing rock music better than like major rock bands right now? I think sometimes when people cross over into other genres of music, it can be newer feeling maybe than the sum maybe. of its parts and i'm not saying yes to the answer to my previous question um but yeah. it definitely like it's interesting that i posed it and that it came yeah it's like it's a you know like it, it i mean who's making there's not that many big psychedelic acts at the moment like nope. you know like um king gizzard and the lizard wizard and like Mars Volta's back, but they've been getting less and less psychedelic over the years. Like, um, but there's I, there's not that many like bangers, psychedelic mainstream no, type of really. music right now. We're in kind of a we're past like the pure overproduced era, but we're not necessarily in like a experiment in the mainstream rock era. No, um, no, not yet. Like there is a lot of experimentation happening, but it is mostly and often is in in the world of hip hop and R and B. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and I will say, like, I think it's potentially hitting a similar, uh, just like a similar trajectory as like Silk Sonic did with their like souls, soul disco eighties, um, mm -hmm. like theme where like is it a little derivative for sure yes it works though <laughs> it yeah. really works um 
I, I, I just think it's like a really cool because it's okay. It's not like a straight rock rock album, right? It's more psychedelic. I think Pink, Pink Floyd is absolutely correct. Like it's straight up, um, you know, that, that album, but, but with like Lil Yachty's like singing and like his lyricism in it, um, I don't know. I just I I think sonically it just did something really ple- uh, pleasant in like my ears and in my headphones that that I enjoyed it so much over the weekend. Um and I haven't had the time because I've been ill. I haven't had the time to like really sit down and like put on like my good headphones and like put it on a good system and like really like, sink into the production of it. Mhm. But I have the feeling just like on that my initial like two and a half listens like this is a pretty well produced album i think there's like a lot of really fun layers that i think we can dig into oh yeah i mean they um i mean we have justin raisin uh who collaborates with sky ferreira uh patrick wimberly who was uh is is uh chairlift um uh an unknown mortal orchestra person mac demarco alex g but they're like always producing yeah. shit in hip-hop like yeah they really it's really crazy they're all over <laughs> hip-hop like randomly um like alex g is a uh, uh uh a lot of the guitar in um blonde um alex g recorded with uh oh, yeah, 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 yeah. with like frank ocean for a day and then he's like wait a second my shit's all that's, over this that's why that's why i was getting blonde vibes from some of these tracks for sure yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense yeah, yeah yeah so it's like it, you know, like, man, people just saying everything that they don't like that sounds like something is derivative <laughs> is just, it's like, listen, that, like, that's what it is. There's too much before now in recorded music history. Everything will have derivatives. Like, you, yep. will, you will derive it. And the thing about pushing things forward is you have to continue to use forms that people understand yeah but everyone's going to approach forms differently and then that will uh, start to create newness from old and that's art like that's why art is amazing is you know you could say every painting's derivative because the first person put paint on a fucking piece of uh (laughs) potato sack and called it the canvas like yeah you know like you can say it about anything um and like yeah, it sounds like a lot of things that's already sounded this way, but not necessarily from this perspective. Like, I think, you know, like, there's been very few times in our lifetimes where we've had a moment where it's like, this is totally different. And then even if it's totally different, you can still find where it derives from. Like, I'm thinking Death Grips, right? Yeah. Death Grips comes out and everybody's like, I never heard shit like this before. And then you say that on a podcast or on a reddit thread and they're like well i'll have you know it's all from this sludge punk that existed (laughs) in the 40s fuck you and it's like okay okay so great it's derivative you won but it's like um yeah i don't know it's it's i i it's such a boring critique of things at this stage in the game because it's like i agree yeah you know what is also derivative uh everything that's ever been a video game everything ever yeah you know like derivative this last of podcast? us the last of us is derivative <laughs> the last of us is totally derivative derivative like, you know like shit man um if you're just looking for that like just enjoy stuff maybe instead 
it, it it's it's I think it was just the most surprising drop, the most surprising thing I've listened to um probably since not even because like with Bruno Mars and Silk Sonic, like they had they were like taking elements of that style of music for for a, for a couple of years and some of Yeah, their, their and they were literally songs. like we're doing this but we're not releasing the album for like 18 months. Right, right. But we're performing constantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lil Yachty on this one was like, mentioned something in December, and then in January, he's like, yeah, it's coming next week, and then here it is. And it's like, whoa, dude, yeah, what and like, was this? What was it, like three months ago, he released like a more traditional Lil Yachty song? Right, right, exactly, like uh, Poland. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally was like in the fall. Yeah. <laughs> so like, to like have that shift, I think was really cool. I think what the the album art cover is like ai generated so like now he's like super plugged into like digital and technology and like it's 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 a cool album highly this that's my strong recommend of the year i think it's a i think it's a solid album of the year contender like to start off the the, the year in I january definitely but, need to listen to it more before i can go that far fair, but fair. um and then a uh, addendum on album of the year from last year cuz i didn't listen to the SZA, album oh, in 2022 yeah. <laughs> that's just good as fuck uh <laughs> like come on like it's so fucking good when have i failed you so far yeah, like my not, last like five recommendations you've been have doing been great bangers, dude. you've been doing great <laughs> I, you know it, the thing about SZA is like i liked her first album i just didn't get to that one last year mm-hmm. it wasn't like uh mm-hmm. some other things but man and then like you know, you're listening to SZA, and I'm like, if I wanted to be an asshole, I could be like, well, Kalani made this album uh, in 2018, Crazy Sexy Savage. Like, uh, this also has, like, strong Frank Ocean vibes of Blonde. Like, yeah, but it's also completely amazing. Yeah. And taking so those things and continuing on the things I love about those albums in a new way. And goddamn, do I love how almost all female artists especially in the mainstream of pop have that first song that it's just like, I'm going to do something cool as fuck on this first song for about two and a half minutes max. And then you get the rest of the album. And I'm like, can someone just make an album of only those? Like, cause they're, I mean, it's one of the strongest starts of an album. Yeah. Of the, uh, uh, so good. But yeah, so just a little addendum there. Cause I did want to mention it cause Listen to it if you haven't. It's it's so good. It's a, it's really good. It's a really good album too. Yeah, highly. Also recommend. Uh, Spencer, you want to talk about this HomePod or you want to save it for next week? Let's kick this HomePod in the dick. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means we're going to talk about it for like a little bit, but not that much. Uh, okay, time. good because it, it, this this kind of lines up to the music stuff. Um, HomePod two. So Apple had killed the HomePod in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was what uh, well, $399. So like $100 more expensive than this new one. A it was too like, expensive. And at that time, to be fair, the space of audio for those types of speakers, chaining together speakers, um, was pretty early on in its like infant broadness. Stage for sure. Yeah, uh, and really the only other game in town was Sonos at that time, and like you know the Alexas of that time uh, weren't really great speakers, but you could play it all from the same, you know, like have it play everywhere and all that. But yeah, they basically like overpriced, underdelivered. People mm-hmm. were like, "This does sound great," but Siri's voice assistants 
was too much of what they were trying to push into it. Yep. Um, the the price was just so much for what it gave you. Yeah. And so yeah, it just was like one of those. You know, every couple of years, Mac has a thing that they're like big in on, and then like it disappears. And this was one of them. Yep. So so when they announced, basically almost a shadow drop too. <laughs> like they just said a press release well, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Hey, the HomePod's back. Yeah, here it is, and it's a and and it's a hundred and we slashed a hundred dollars off the top. And then everybody's like, we don't care about a HomePod. Yeah, literally, like I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. And then that's the extent of it. I, I hadn't even planned on covering it on our stuff. Yeah. And then the reviews started rolling in this week. This week, like I think, like literally like, today, like literally this morning today. is when yeah. they all started to get posted and. And I was like looking around this morning um, as I was like, you know, waking up in bed and shit. And I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. Is the HomePod really good? <laughs> and, and, and then so I was like, hey, we should probably we maybe talk about this. And you were like, what? And then I was like, just like yeah, look yeah. up a couple of reviews. And you were like, and then we, we saw what Hi-Fi, which is for nerds like us. Yep. Where you go when you want to understand if something audio related is good. I, I, I hadn't seen it. Star. five out of five they don't they don't do that they very don't often. do that no. they're super nitpicky uh on this website and the thing and then i started really looking into it more and more and the thing that is crazy about this is if you have an apple tv and you buy four five yeah. of these you can connect them to your apple tv apple tv can do spatial audio slash dolby atmos Yep. Through both Apple Music and if you purchase uh, or if you stream things that are those the app support that on on Apple TV. And so that means like this is a potential to be one of the least expensive Dolby Atmos home theaters yep. that you can really get without having to buy like most of the shit that you need to buy for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't yeah, need a receiver. Yeah. You don't need a bunch of cord. You don't need like the right HDMI and all that shit. Like you just have this. It's honestly wild. The you and I have been getting like started have started digging into Dolby Atmos. So the timing of this just feels like eerie and and perfect. Um because I want to go in and like, yeah, I, I, it shocked me. And like literally like an hour ago, um, we, I was like, what? What is this? And then look, I'm looking at what Hi-Fi and I'm like, what the heck? Now, now I'm interested. Suddenly I'm interested. Um, because, <laughs> because if all of this is accurate, the audio is, is fantastic for the price with the Atmos and the, and the spatial audio. So like now you get spatial audio from Apple, but also Adobe Atmos for any other apps through the Apple TV or even through your phone or whatever, right? Because the, technically the device supports it. The device supports it. Um, it supports lossless. So like now we're getting like, oh, this is like an actual high hi-fi device, like a true hi-fi device. Yeah. Um, at a much more uh, appealing price point. And sure, Siri still is not a Google or an Alexa, but better. And the way that you just chain these together, just like, like, is this potentially a cheaper alternative to like hi-fi 
entry point like Dolby Atmos audio setup for for your space? Well, I mean, really, maybe I don't know. I don't know the, that, but the, like we can ask that question now. Like, I want to know, like, what does this perform against, um, like a bookshelf speaker specifically at this price point, right? So, like, give me a Klipsch two hundred and fifty dollar bookshelf speaker, and let me put the side by side, or let me put two of these side by side. What does that sound like? Yeah, yeah, and it's like with the the height dimensionality, like it's just it's almost apples to oranges at that point. Like, and there's not really a lot of that's crazy speakers in the price range that aren't this type of speaker that can do height. Uh, and like just from this uh, what HiFi review, they're basically like you can buy the Sonos Arc uh, soundbar for about the same money. Uh, yep. Not necessarily is this better than that. But it's like now that that's another option that you have, yep. Yep. Um, especially if you're someone who uh, wants to have like whole home audio, like these are going to be super great. And like, you know, there's there's like a, Google has like a similar version of like a nicer speaker thing. And and Apple has one or sorry, not Apple. Uh, Amazon has their studio, their Echo Studio. And like what Hi-Fi, this is a higher rating than those. Like on, on what Hi-Fi. Yeah. And like people were pretty impressed with some of those as well. The, the, uh, like, the what if someone like, does like twenty of them? Like, so, yeah, I want like I want to see someone like, do yeah, that. I want to see some do crazy. Apple, send us twenty of these. We will yeah. chain them together. We're, we want to do some fun, weird stuff with this. Yeah, because then put them under so, your seat and shit. Like, <laughs> so it's like bumping you. What what hi fi gives this uh, five stars, right? And then their final their final tidbit. It's still not a sensible choice unless you're already an avid Apple user and preferably an Apple Music subscriber. If you are, though, the HomePod 2 is arguably the best speaker of this type you can buy. Yeah. That's a little confusing, but like now I'm now I'm so interested in this. Now yeah. I'm so interested in this thing. I mean, the speaker. reason the reason I wouldn't get it is because I'm all all Amazon stuff for my smart home life. Uh, and at this point. It's too deep. I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah. go. I mean, that's way. that's that's how they get us. I, I'm, I'm like, Philips, some Google, and then obviously some Apple. So like, I'm pretty like mixed in my yeah. house. Yeah. So like, if I pick one, I have to lean in. Yeah. And Apple's so expensive. I don't want to pick it up. This right is, now. but this is like, the one of the first times in the last couple of years where Apple has released something where when I see the price, I go. That's actually pretty, like, like that's actually well priced. Because <laughs> usually their <laughs> shit, especially their audio shit, man, it's yeah. very rarely priced in a in a world that I'm like, I don't think it's worth the price. I, I think, think the AirPod Twos, the AirPod Pro, are well priced. Pro Twos, well priced, and and like this, and that's it. In like the last five years of their, oh yeah, audio, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, the audio stuff, and. That's cool because you and I are definitely a little bit more attuned to like audio gear priced things. Um, so, yeah, it's the, the, the no Siri control for, for Spotify or Tidal or anything besides Apple Music is still like the big killer for yep. me right now because yep. I, I have, sorry, I'm going to go back to Apple Music. I have a trial of Apple Music. I think it ends in like the middle of February. And even though, yeah, it has lossless, it's got, the Dolby Atmos. I'm still using Spotify because it. The, the, I don't like how it's set up. It's not as intuitive 
even though Spotify app can be very annoying. But I'm still and just I, like, I, I'm not I ain't coming here. Sorry. And 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 I'm sorry. Also, uh, title still does lossless better than than Apple. That's right yeah. now. Right now. So like yeah. there, there's not enough of an incentive there. But maybe maybe now it's they're moving along the right direction. So I think there's a, there's a chance now. I think I want to. I'm just interested in this now, and I'm mad because I wasn't interested in it before, and now I am. Yeah. Now I am. It's a bummer. So, it's a huge bummer. But also, it, it, you could buy one, and it wouldn't ruin your life. You know what I mean? Correct. Like, correct. Like, yeah. You know, put it somewhere you don't really... Like, it could be a great uh, speaker to have out while barbecuing. Yes. That's, yes. And, and that's it's a well-priced speaker for filling up a patio. You know what At I mean? Like 100%. 100%. So, so there's 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 a market for it. I'm 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 interested to see more people fuck around with it. I really do hope someone goes. I'm going to try to build like the best Atmos speaker, the Atmos setup of Apple. Like, hey, and if you do, if you do, come on our up. show. We want to yeah. be involved. <laughs> yeah, uh, Danny. PlayStation Spencer. stuffs next week. Next week. Next week. So I want to touch it. I need to come over and and touch it around you should too. you should you should so let's do that and we can we can dive in we will and from the last of us to you this is 